What's poppin', bro? What's up with it, man? Ain't nothing, man. How you holding up during this quarantine, bro? Ah, uh, man, you know, man, I ain't gonna lie. I'm just holding strong. <laughs> you feel? <laughs> That's all you can do. That's all I can do. That's all do. you can do. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, for everyone who's just tuning in, I got DJ T. Lewis uh, joining me tonight on the Flowway Show. Um, this man, he calls himself the greatest DJ in the world. He deserves the title. He works hard. He works for Young Money. He tours the world with one of the greatest rappers, the greatest human beings there ever is, Little Wayne. You know, he's from Mississippi, right? There you go. He's from Mississippi. What part? What part? J Jackson, Mississippi. Jacksonville, no. Mississippi. No, 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 no. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Jackson. I done had, listen, I done had a few drinks. I all right, then. I had a few drinks. So you all right, it's all love. Jacksonville is in Florida. I'm from Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, like the Jackson Five. My bad. Jackson, you Mississippi. Did. Got it out the mud. No handouts, man. You know, salute to you, bro. Salute. Love, bro. Respect, big brother. Appreciate you having me, my dog. So, bro, like, I read that you wanted to be Wayne's DJ from yeah. way back. Like, when you started DJing, that was your goal to yeah. work with one of the greatest rappers in the world, man. It's, yeah. is, that, is that all facts? All facts. Definitely wow. facts. All facts. I wanted, that was, I, my idea was to be Wayne DJ. <laughs> That's crazy. I just thought, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took me back on that one. That's crazy. Yeah, man. But that was my idea thing. Like, I was, that was a goal of mine. I didn't never think I could reach it, but it was a goal of mine. Like, yo, like, I want to be one of these. come true, bro. Just putting Definitely. hard work and dedication. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's like the purpose of me doing this show, just to pretty much inspire people. You know, we all, everybody's going through a shift in the, you know, in their lives right now. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? So, just to try to uplift people and inspire people with, because at the end of the day is we're going to get through, you know what I'm For saying? For sure. We're going through anything, you know? So, Definitely. you know, with God, of course, in the front, you know, I'm not going to get preachy on it, but we can make it through anything, you know? So Gotta have faith how, did you start, how did you start DJing, bro? Um, I started DJing, um, to be honest with you, I just gave you a full rundown. I started throwing parties like when I was like 14, like I was throwing like birthday parties. So I was always the host of the party. Um, so I was booking DJs like 14, you know, you're in high school. I was like in the ninth grade. So um, I um, decided to keep doing it. So I throw a party like every birthday, which is my birthday is Friday. So I throw a party for every birthday, you feel what I'm saying? So in the midst of me throwing a party for every birthday, I was like 17 and I was like, man, shit, like 16, 17. I was like, man, shit, I'm just gonna do this shit like nonstop. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm just gonna throw parties. So, shit, I just started throwing parties like, like after every college football game, like where I'm from, Jackson State football game, home football game, that's the shit to do. You feel what I'm saying? Especially football season, that shit to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Mississippi football, like you got the swag, you got, um, you know what I'm saying? You got, um, the SEC, you know what I'm saying? You got two SEC schools, three SWAC schools, you feel what I'm saying? 
So you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the thing to do. So shit, I was throwing parties after every home football game. After every home football game, I was throwing a party for the for the teenagers, like the high schools. You feel what I'm saying? Packing that shit out, like you know what I'm saying? Five hundred kids a party. You feel what I'm saying? So shit, I took that following I had, and when I went to college, you know what I'm saying? I took that following and I moved that following. Man, keep in mind, everybody's went out to college. You feel what I'm saying? But in where I'm from, we got like shit. I think we had at the time like maybe nine high schools. You feel what I'm saying? So we had nine high schools, probably like a graduating class in each high we, school. We like, is this. We is this. This is 2006, my senior year. I graduated high school in 2006. Okay, so let's pinpoint the year. Yeah. This is, so this, this is this is the beginning. This is before tours. This is before. This yeah, season. this is before I was getting on Started tours out. and all that shit. Gotcha. Yeah, this is before all that. This is I was still in high school. You feel what I'm saying? So shit, after I got out of high school, I played in the band and all that shit. That's how I ended up um, getting a band scholarship to go to Jack State. I marched in the band at Jack State my freshman year. And then that's when um, my um, second semester of my freshman year, I became the mascot. So I threw no parties that whole year. My whole, my, my entire, um, my bad, my entire, my entire, um, Freshman year at Jack State from 2006 to 2007, I didn't throw any party. I assisted my homeboy in 2007. They had a big entertainment company. You feel what I'm saying? But nevertheless, the thing came about was when I was in high school, I was booking DJs, right? And when I was booking DJs, I never get like, you know what I'm saying? My granddad, he told me he one day, he was like, bro, why don't you just DJ your own parties? You already host the parties, you DJ too. You're like, you know music? So I was like, all right, cool. But I was, my dad is like, my dad a police officer. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So w- with him being a police officer, he's very stern. He's very strict by the book. You feel what I'm saying? So my dad was like one of them people that was always like, man, look, put a plan together. Whatever you do, just put a plan together. You feel what I'm saying? So shit, I mapped out me a little plan. I um, I was like, shit, all right, I'm going to keep throwing parties. And I was like, by the time I hit like 20, I'm going to start oh. DJing for real. You feel what I'm saying? So shit, I got in college. I started back throwing parties. Um, like in 2007, like my first, my second semester at Jack State 2007, I started back throwing parties. I linked up with this group called Average Joe, and Mister me linking up with them, I was still always on the, I was still on the mic and all this shit there. But keep in mind, I still had this plan. Like when I turned 20, I'm gonna start DJing. So I was on the mic, I was hosting all the parties, I was doing all this shit there, and deep down inside, I I had a talent inside of me that I never really knew I had. And shit, like I played around with it when I hit like 19. I played around with it. Then when I hit 20, I went full fledged. I never forget, I took a refund check. I had got fucked over in school. And um, they took my financial aid away from me over some hating shit. Over some hating shit they had did. So <clears throat> when they took my financial aid away from me, I ended up having to take a loan out for school, right? So the loan I took out of school, my first ever loan I took out of school, not knowing that I didn't take out too much motherfucking money, I didn't took this loan out and I got a refund check now. Not realizing I only had a refund check because I took too much motherfucking money out. All you right. still got to pay that bread back. You did? So, <laughs> nevertheless, what I do, I take that money and I say, you know what? I'm finna go buy me some DJ equipment with this shit. There you go. Next up. <laughs> so, shit, boom. I went and bought me some CDJs, some Pioneer CDJs, and a Newmark Mixer, and a Dell computer. I'll never forget it. And a Dell fucking computer. And motherfucking, I just... I just got to work. I just got to Listen, work. Listen, if, if you show, if you popping up at the party with the Dell laptop, what year is this? Two thousand what now? Where we at? This two thousand like 
This two is really 2008, 2009. This ain't taking you serious. And <laughs> yeah, this 2008, 2009. You know what I'm saying? So now, for real though, people people not taking me serious, but people taking me serious. People like, I like we gonna listen to what T. Lou was talking about. I mean, he do host. At this time, I was hosting the hottest club in the city, in Yo, the state. Check, check this out. It's like it, we got a similarity there, my brother, because I was on fire just hosting parties, high school, college, just doing my thing, hosting. And then I went so, and tried to do the DJing thing, and it didn't work out for me. <laughs> I understand. It's cool. It ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. It's all right. So, yeah, I, I definitely took that, and I, um, you know what I'm saying? I was able – I had a gift. That's all I can really say, man, just to be honest. I had a gift. I, I really I really feel like I got a gift from God with uh my ear for music. I was a musician. I read. I, I'm, I knew how to play drums. I know how to read music. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I played in the band my entire life from middle school all the way to high school. Like I said, I marched a year in college, you feel me? So I'm very, like, you know what I'm saying, music-related. So mm -hmm. me being able to DJ was like me me being able to add almost for me. You know what I'm saying? I never had, like, no strenuous. Like, I went, like, I, I taught myself how to DJ. And I went to, like, the big homies in the city and the town. And I talked to them and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all trying to be a DJ. Like, check me out. You know what I'm saying? So shit, folks was checking me out and they was like, shit, like, bro, like, bro, kind of dope. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the big homies, they was like, bro, like, dope. But they, you know, they gave me the big homie hard time, though. You feel what I'm saying? But in the midst of it, it's cool because I built great relationships with them people. So that's how I started DJ. So, I, you know, like I tell folks, it was like 2008, 2009. I still remember my first gig. I DJ my first gig was at Jackson State University. It was, uh, shout out to my partner, Phil. He had just crossed. So I started an entertainment company called Ron Entertainment. Uh, and my homeboy, that, one of my homeboys that was part of the entertainment company, he had just crossed Alpha. So you know how they had like the Greek weeks in school and shit like that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I DJ. That was my DJ premiere to the world, to the, to the city, to the town. Everybody thought I was bullshitting until I went up here on the yard for this whole week. And I just smashed like every party just the whole week. And everybody was like, ain't no way T. Lewis just came up here and just did this shit. And from that moment forward, it's been all gas, no breaks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> who was your greatest, like, inspiration? Like, who you would go and you would watch? I saw you said something about Kate Capri. I seen, that she Scratch, maybe, or Scram, or Scream? Yeah. So who I'm was like, like, who was your go-to though? Out of everybody, it's a lot of great DJs. That Jazzy you know. Jeff. Okay. Jazzy Jeff is my ideal to like one of the most complete all-around great DJs of the world. You feel me? Complete package. He can scratch. He's he can mix. He can do house. He can do hip hop. He can do uh soca. He can do um uh, whatever. You feel me? He can he can do it all. He can do tricks if he needs to. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people are just gifted in, like, you know what I'm saying, one thing. Yeah, but he, I've, I've literally studied him and watched him, and you know what I'm saying? He's my, he was, the crazy thing about Jesse Jones was my inspiration to be, like, uh, to play drums. I told I told this story with Serato, but the, the the reason I started playing drums was because of Jesse Jones. Uh, it was the episode on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when um, they was teaching Ashley, we was trying to teach Ashley how to play drums. Because mm -hmm. she was playing like the violin or something like that, she wasn't fucking with it. So yeah, 
Jazzy Jeff came through and taught bruh. You feel me? So when he – well, Jazzy Jeff came through and taught her. So when he came through and taught her, you feel what I'm saying? He had like a real drum. He did a drum solo. I was like, bro, I can do that. I went to beg for a drum set. When I got the drum set, boom, popped it out. Wow. Yeah, that's the inspiration. Jazzy Jeff is like – I think it's like one of the most – like I said, one of the most – Greatest DJs. I got I've a list of great DJs. He, I've seen him. But, He's a... but Jeff, Jeff is all around like, oh, you feel me? I got my other ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? I go to drama. I go to Scream. Them, them like my mentor. Um, Scream, Drum, Dunn, Cannon. Um, I talk to them on the regular as mentors. Um, my big homies back home. I can't never forget DJ Finesse, DJ Scrap Dirty. Uh, Asiatic Black, them were like the big homies around the city. DJ Finesse is the core DJ president. You feel what I'm saying? So for people that don't know, like he's the president over the core DJs. If you don't know what the core DJs is, you want to rock. My home is Scrap Dirty. He's the one of the um, founding members of the Violator All-Star DJs. You feel what I'm saying? That's he was a monster a team right there. He was around, you know, he was around with Dilla, you feel what I'm saying? He's from Chicago, but he went to school at Jackson State. You feel what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like, I never wanted to go to college, but me being a part of me living in Jackson, Mississippi, and then going to Jackson State really linked me up with these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those DJs I just named went to Jackson State. I met Tiz through our relationship with Jackson State to allow me to be able to get in a position to be one of his DJs. Gotcha. So, so you're doing your thing, right? We still in what? We in still in 2008? We still in 2008, 2009. I'm killing shit. I'm okay, fucking the town up. You on fire. You meet Tess, right? So now. I knew Tess before then, though. You knew Tess before? Swole, what's up? Yeah, I knew Tess before then. Shout out to Swole. Swole, I used to be, um, I used to be, um, his intern. When he, wow. he, he, was a, he was the Atlantic rep for Mississippi. I used to be his intern. You did. You got a lot of people showing you love. So, yeah. so I knew Taz when I was a little boy. Huh? I knew Taz when I was a little boy. Got you. Got you. Yeah, Taz freshman year at Jackson State was in 1997. He marched in the band in 97. I, I said earlier that the mascot was my goddad. That's why I became the mascot after I got out of the band. I don't know if I said that, but I just said it before. I just repeating stuff. But yeah. So when Ted was marching in the band, I was around the band because my goddad was a mascot and I used to perform on the field and shit like that. You feel me? Like I used to dance and shit. So yeah, so I, I knew Ted from then all the way up. You feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, really watched me grow up. And you had it in your mind already. Now, was Ted working with Wayne at this time? Nah, nah. Nobody knew who Ted was. Okay. Nobody knew who Chaz was until like 2000 or something. You feel me? Okay. And, and he left and went with, went with Wayne. Like, mm -hmm. niggas knew Chaz because Chaz was like a cool, a cool, real one. And he played in the band. You feel what I'm saying? But they didn't know Chaz for Wayne. They didn't, that, that, that didn't go until like 2000, 2000, okay. you know, like 2000, 2001. Yeah, gotcha. right after Bling Bling, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, like 2000, 2001. Yeah, that's when that's when Ted started working full along with bro. You feel what I'm saying? He left, you know, what I'm saying all that shit done. But nevertheless, I'm still in high school. I'm in middle school, high school while all this is going on. You feel what I'm saying? So, and in your mind, you already saying, I want to be with the, the, 
greatest rapper. Oh, ever. watching Wayne grow, watching <laughs> Wayne grow up, being in the city, you know what I'm saying, New Orleans, two hours away from him. So watching Wayne, you know what I'm saying, me just growing up and watching Wayne grow up, he was like, shit, yeah, of course. Feel what I'm saying? Like, I knew bro was going to be big. Wow. Bigger than life. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I always knew. You always knew. You feel me? I always knew it. Like, from the moment I heard, bro, when I was a little boy, I always knew he was going to be, like, bigger than life. I knew he was going to be hard. You feel me? Like, I was, I was a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him, too. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, that's, the, that's one of the things, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they kind of make the job so much better. And what don't make it really like a job because I'm a fan. But beyond right. being a fan, I want to see him do well is, you know, I want to see him do well. Listen, I've so, seen y'all. I seen y'all on stage together, and the chemistry is is all the way there. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fast forward too far yet, right? So we still at that time. Tez is bringing you the mixtapes, right? He's bringing you the the music. Yeah, Tez used to Tez used to bring me songs all the time. I wasn't really I was DJing at the club, but I was more so hosting while Tez was doing this. This is when like the mixtape shit was going crazy. This is like. Carter, this is Carter three times, you know. Ted was like, Ted used to pull up on me and he'll come in oh, town and he'll come in town, he'll hit me, and I'll never forget he used to bring me CDs. But this is during the time when Ted was DJing for Wayne. You feel what I'm saying? Gotcha. He was Wayne's manager, but he was also DJing too. So he had all the music, he had, you know, that was young, active Ted. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, like, shit, we was, he was loading me up. Like, I couldn't help but to be a Wayne fan. I had a sidekick, bro. And I never forget when Ted saw the sidekick. He probably if he watched this interview, he'll probably never he probably remember this once I tell him about once I said, but I had a sidekick. And the sidekick used to, you know, when you swing the sidekick over, when our sidekick used to swing over, it used to play on me. And then when I closed it, it'll play like the wrist of on me. And like my ringtone was like on me. Like it was crazy. Like I had like screens, all this shit, like I was real life fan, bro. Like for real. You were so focused, my brother. I was I was a fan. Like I didn't know. I just looking back at that shit right now. I was really studying, bro, for this moment. That's what's crazy. Focused. He was focused, and God yeah. was and, and that moment was there for you. And you know, some things just come at the right time. Man. So you was focused. Yeah. You was able to get your experience, and you was able to watch. It didn't come yeah. too easy for you. It, yeah. You know how you know somebody, and you got and you got the plug. You yeah, you feel like you can try to just go jump in that position, and yeah. it's like sometimes when things come too easy, it don't work out for you. You know what I'm saying? So you were just focused. You were just constantly doing your thing. You was constantly being in the room, and you know it 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 it, it goes on from there. It's when things happen organically is what I'm trying to say. It's a be it's a beautiful thing because you know. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too much just for you, bro. So no, no, it's a love. So you go ahead. <clears throat> What's the, what's the event, the moment, whatever that transpired where you got the phone call or the conversation happened, and it was. So I got several phone calls. All right. So. Wait. Got I got several phone calls. Yeah. So this is how okay. I went. So I'm gonna just go down the timeline real fast. So we in 2009. I'm still in college. I'm DJing Jack State. Uh, I'm DJing. Um, uh, I'm waiting on clubs RS. Ah, this classic <laughs> right there. Yeah, so um for real, like 2008, 2009, shit. I'm trying to see when was clubs RS in that category. Cause the clubs RS mixtape was serious. 
But anyway, 2008, 2009 going on. I'm still DJing. I'm DJing at Freelance back home. I'm DJing for my partner, Celine, with Average Jordan. You feel what I'm saying? Like, my entertainment group, Rod Entertainment, I got all this shit going. But at the same time, I'm traveling as well. Like, I'm going from, like, there to Dallas, to Houston, New Orleans. Like, I'm from Mississippi. Like, I, I, like all that shit closed. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, all that shit closed by me. You feel me? Like, New Orleans, two hours. Houston, seven hours. Atlanta, five and a half. Alabama, right there, that's three hours. You feel me? Um, fucking Dallas is six hours. You dig? So it's like, it's right there. You feel me? So I was bouncing around because shit, I was like, man, I knew just being in Mississippi won the end goal. I was like, but I got to go. Like, it was kind of like looking back at it now, like me learning. So I never forget when they signed Drake in 2009. CJ Gibson was, uh, CJ Gibson is my, um, uh, is my, um, is Tez, he was Tez's assistant at the time. And he's considerably one of Tez's best friends, but also CJ is Drake's manager. Yeah, he's Drake's manager, but that's like my childhood family member, like a best friend. Like his brother and his brother is my same age. We're best friends. Me and Derek are best friends. Same age, you feel what I'm saying? CJ's three years older. So, you know what I'm saying? CJ was always like big bro. We looked up to bro. So when um, he just start decided to start working for Tez, you know what I'm saying? It was a great opportunity for him. But then that's when I never forget we was in Atlanta and they told they told me about Drake. So they let me hear the music. This was two thousand nine now. I never forget. It was to be honest with you, it was like September two thousand nine. We was in Atlanta. And um on a band trip at that. We was here on a band trip and CJ let me hear Drake. So I was like, yo, I can't get Dwayne, bro. I need to work with bro. Bro, hard, bro. Like, I want – he got a DJ? He got a DJ? I want to fuck with him. So, <laughs> I'm just up? eager to DJ for somebody, bro, because I'm like, I know I got it, bro. So, shit. Drake had a show in the States, and his DJ wasn't here, so I ended up, you know what I'm saying, filling in for him. Got that call. You feel me? That call this came is, from this, CJ. You said this is 2000 what? 10? This is 2009. This is 2009, 2010. Yeah. My this first is, gig was Oh, uh, this is when Overdrop. This is soon as Overdrop. This is the beginning. Like this is the beginning of this. You feel me? Like I never forget being at school. I never forget. No lie, being at school on the yard. CJ calling my phone and like, yo, I'm gonna send you a song. Your email. Check it out. This is gonna be Drake new single. We are gonna get ready to drop it tomorrow. I was like, okay, then cool. So me and my homies. I never get me and my homies. I grab my partners. I grab my homies. I'm like, yo. Come check this new Drake out. <laughs> like, let's go to the car. We in the parking lot. I had a, um, at the time, I think I had, like, my avalanche at the time. Yeah, but I had I had an avalanche with, like, subs and that shit and all that shit there. So we playing over. We playing that shit nonstop, like, back to back. That's just going crazy. Like, yo, that, that shit crazy. Awesome, you so, yeah, I did an event for him, like, down south. Like, I wasn't traveling like that. Ted's kind of was real big on me, like, not, like, making sure I finished school. Because I was trying to leave school. I always wanted to leave school. I never wanted to stay in school. I was trying to go, like, to production school and all that shit because I just felt like me going to school was pointless because I knew what I wanted to do. You feel me? So I'll never forget, like, I was trying to move to go, like, I was trying to move with Ted and was so I can go, like, to production school all that. Ted's really kind of, like, map, helped map my shit out, too, because I'll never forget. He was telling me, like, you can learn all that shit when you get on the road. I was just so eager to get on the road then, didn't realizing that shit. When he was telling me that five years later, six years later, I'll be on the road. And I actually did do that. I actually learned how to make beats by being on the road. You feel me? 
Like, I got all these people around me. I got Wayne engineers around me, all this shit, that shit. I'm learning shit, you feel me? So, yeah, so that was my first call. My second call came in in around, like, no, 2000. So you do the event with Drake. Right? Yeah, I do Drake. His DJ wasn't there. Do the event with Drake. What happens after? I did Drake. I did I do events in Memphis with Drake. I didn't did I did some events in Memphis with Drake because you know it's founded for that. So like I used like I said, I used to always do the Southern shows for Drake. Um I did the first Houston Appreciation Weekend for Drake. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you know, he was out I one thing I can say, like he would always look out because he'll hit CJ and be like, Yo, what T Lil got going on? And at the time I was DJing on satellite radio was DJ Screen. You feel me? So in LA, you know, that shit come on like five o'clock in LA. Mm-hmm. And at like nine o'clock here. So there's like five, six o'clock in LA. So they riding around in the car and they hear me on the radio. So he like, yo, what T Louis got going on? You feel what I'm saying? Like shit. Tell him I want to do this. Tell him I want to do that. So, you know, so they looked out for me. I did the Club Paradise tour with Drake. I did the Southern Run on the Club Paradise tour. I did all that before, you know what I'm saying? I this is before I got with Wayne. Like I said, so my so- second call. I got was I was at the time when I was doing stuff like that. Tez was really just helping me out. Like he looked out. I was doing. I was. I went on the road with Twist too. You feel me? I was going on the road with Twist too. I don't forget. I did like two shows with Twist. It was right when Wayne was getting out of jail. To be honest with you, we did. Was I'm back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The battery. I gotta plug my phone up. Uh, yeah. So one of the shows I did for Wayne. What well, I mean for Twist. Right when Wayne got out of jail, it was um. I don't know if you're familiar with this event, but it's on uh, the Bayou Classic in New Orleans. Yes. Bayou. Okay. Bayou Classic yes. is always Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. So Wayne had came home right around that time. Everybody know he got out like November. You feel me? When he came home. You know what I'm saying? It was like probably like, I forgot what year it was. But nevertheless, when he came home, that was the first place he kind of popped out on. This is when Bedrock had just dropped up. You feel what I'm Young saying? Money. Young Money. Young just Money just brewing. And now you got Bedrock out. You feel what I'm saying? Like, boom. You feel me? Fire. So, fire. you know, shit on fire. So I do the two shows with Brian with Twist. And like I said, I was still filling in, doing a little, like, I was a great, I'm a great club DJ. CJ and Tez knew that. So when Drake would have like club shows in the South, they'll call me. Well, like, Yo, somebody out and you right there. Pull up, like okay. drive. Like they, they knew, like they was really hustling me. Like they really taught me hustle. Because like I was getting in the car, me and two of my homies, three of my homies, like we going. It's What's six hours. What's the first six? The, the furthest I drove. On the Club Paradise tour, we went from Houston to Atlanta. That's 14 hours. You feel me? So we definitely did that. You still in, the, you still in that whip? whip? I'm still in the avalanche. Still in the avalanche. Am, I, am I in that whip right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. We're not going to get that far yet. Hold up. Okay, okay. So, yeah, this is like 2013, 12-ish, you know, around that time. So yeah, that's what's what, going on. What are you feeling in this moment where you're getting these phone calls and like you'll pop up do the thing? And of course, <clears throat> Drake is Drake. He's where he's at now. But at that time I knew he was gonna be where he is right now. 
and that ain't even no bullshit. I felt the same shit with motherfucking Aubrey. You feel me? It was something about him. And I always used to tell CJ, like, more than anything, more than the music, it's his personality that kind of sells itself, sells him with me. You feel me? I think if I think in life, if people can relate to you, they gonna fuck with you even more. And then it's like a double standard though, because it's like if they if they, in life if they relate to you, they'll fuck with you. But if they don't relate to you, they they want they want to try to figure out what it is about you that they can't relate to. That they can't relate to. And that's the opposite with them with Wayne and Drake. Wayne is the person that they can't relate to. He's an alien. He's a Martian. You feel what I'm saying? They don't get it, but that draws you in so much. And Drake is mm -hmm. the person you can relate to, and that draws you in so much as well. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I understood. Like I saw that with both of them. Like no lie, that's not like me making it up. I saw that with both of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that that was that was that was like the. I just, I just really was trying to look for a way out, honestly. And I mean, a way out by, I knew me being in Jackson was not the end result. I loved, I love home. I, it's, 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 it's stitched in my heart. But I knew far as my entertainment level and what I wanted to do far as my career, that wasn't my end, I'll be uh But I knew what, I knew I had to get to that next step. So, you know what I'm saying? It was even me being able to go out here and take on the world, you know? So that was that was one that was one of the things as well. Gotcha. So that mm -hmm. happens. Second phone call. What Second phone call was the twist. Second phone call was twist. Okay. All right. So I, like I said, I got those phone calls all while they were going on. You feel what I'm saying? While one was going on, while like it was back to back to back. You feel what I'm saying? Now the Wayne phone call was totally different. The Wayne the Wayne phone call was like a I put a bid in on that one. So we go. So second phone calls twist. Second phone call is twist. You doing your thing with him? Yeah. Rocking. What's the third phone call? Third phone call is Wayne. Tell me about how that whole play, how that whole played. I need to know the whole uh, play. <laughs> we was at a Big Creek concert in Jackson, Mississippi, and Taz was there, and Wayne had just announced like the lawsuit stuff and all that stuff. And he um and he dropped no ceilings too. And when he dropped no ceilings too, was that no ceilings? This, this is a crazy time for him. Yeah, it was real rough. It was a very rough situation. Like I ain't gonna lie, that was that was super training. I entered the game in the time in life where it was like surreal. Like you feel what I'm saying? I never thought in a million years I'd be seeing what I'm seeing and witnessing what I witnessed. You feel what I'm saying? Like this is it. So. Hey Sue Solo, how you doing? Shout out to Sue Solo. She got a um a morning show in Atlanta on um Street 945. Congratulations Hello. to her. Hello. Yeah, so um, yeah, so with Wayne, uh, like I said, this is a crazy time. But he was doing a club run. At the time, Wayne's DJ, which was uh DJ four five, he was mainly doing like tours for Wayne. You feel me? Wayne was, a, at this time, Wayne was a huge artist. Wayne wasn't really even doing clubs like that anymore. He was doing yeah, tours. So. Listen, I was, I, I was putting in phone calls when he was popping up in certain cities doing shows. Yeah. Things were getting denied. Yeah, that <laughs> number is crazy. You feel me? You're talking about Lil Wayne in a, in a club. You feel me? So, yeah, so um, we went to concert. We was at Bickford concert, and Tez was in town. Man, it was me, Tez, CJ, 
And his cousin Teezy, we were standing right there at the doorway, like by the bar. And I was like, Ted. I had to get in. I had to get in in, in, in character. I used. To, I had. I, I, Cause I remember exactly how I did. <laughs> I was you like, like, you know what, Chase? I've been putting this motherfucker working. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get a real player. I went to Chase. I said, listen. So, I know what y'all got going on right now. So I said, check me out. I said, listen, bro. Who you sitting on the road with Wayne for this club room? Cause I know you're not gonna do it. And I said, I know Wayne's character, but he ain't going to be really trying to fuck with no new DJ every night. So I said, what you going to do, Tess? You ain't going to bring in 4-5. And there was no offense to 4-5, but they really use, like, that's how they rock. They rock like that. You feel me? I had to build that shit up for me to be able to do a lot of the shit that's going on. That's exactly. their character. You feel me? Exactly. Wayne moved with his Wayne moved with his crew. And moving anybody else would be pointless. I don't live in Miami. So moving me is an extra. You feel me? So and I understand. I had to understand it. So I'm 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 really playing with it on Ted. Like so, Ted's like, what you gonna do? I said, man, you might as well just really go and let me do that tour, man, and let me just DJ in the club. You know, I'm gonna rock the club every night. I'm like, you know, fuck the club up. I'm really popping big shit. Ted's when Ted's get to thinking. If if a nigga know Ted, when Ted's get to thinking, Ted's leg get to shaking. Mm -hmm. He get to shaking. It'd be like, all right. So shit, I ain't get no phone call for like a week. <laughs> the tour was gonna start. I ain't get no phone call. So you over here looking at your phone like this nigga called me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> bro, and he ain't got that no phone with me. It's fucked up, bro. <laughs> like, damn, my folks. I'm talking about I'm tripping. I'm tripping, bro. I'm like, bro, this is so fucked up. So look, so look, my partner Teasy. My partner Teasy, who is CJ's cousin, he go, he go. He go, man, you need to call Tez, bro, and you need to go on and ask him if he's going to let you do this tour now so you can know. So I'm like, man, nah, fuck that, bro. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to wait it out. So next thing you know, it was like Friday. It was a Friday, bro. CJ called me. What you doing? I'm like, shit, nothing, man. Getting ready to go to freelance. He was like, look, you can come to Charlotte tomorrow. What? Why well, ain't got a show in Charlotte tomorrow? We finna book you a flight right now. You gotta meet us out there. I said, CJ, it's tomorrow. He said, so you trying to go or not? Exactly. <laughs> I said, man, I said, bro, I'm gonna call you back. Let me try to get this shit straight at the club first. So I called somebody, called the club, told them, I'm like, hey, the call finally came. I'm out, Listen, bitch. That, was, that was loyalty. That was loyalty. Yeah. That was loyalty, because anybody yeah. else would be like, Fuck that damn club. <laughs> nah, man, you know this is my spot. I've been there for years. Like, I fuck with this, like, family shit, bro. You feel like we've been the family. The average person, yeah. the average person, what about, I don't care if I was there for 20 years. This yeah, is the nah, 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 I've nah. been waiting on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, this the moment you was waiting on. So you called mm -hmm. the club, make the arrangements. You got to make that right. I hit hard. I told hard. I said, hard. I'm going to go DJ for a little way. It was CIAA weekend in Charlotte. He said, all right, man. So I called CJ back. I said, boom, I'm ready. Send me the flight, ship me out. Boom. I go do Charlotte. What year is this? This 2015. Okay. I was this 2015. I, I, I was I was in CIAA 2015. I had a party. I did a party with Gotti. My boy had a party with Drake. And I think he had a party with Wayne too. So okay. 
My boy we Chris. did Wayne. We did. I forgot the name of the club. Um, but yeah, it was on a Saturday. He only That's had one. He only had. We only had one event. Yep. That Saturday, we did that Saturday night. We was, we was in and out. I caught the flu and I left that hoe. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so boom, do that. They like, bro, you did good. You killed it. When I asked you, I was like, all right, babe, cool. I get, I go back to Jackson. You know what I'm saying? I never get sitting in my garage at my house crying because I sat at home for like three weeks because it was like a, it was probably like two weeks. It was like a two week gap. I sat at home for like two weeks, and I was like, bro, I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm tired of being here. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm failing. Like I was just, I'm talking. About, I was on the phone with my homegirl Raven. Like, bro, like I can't do this, bro. Like I feel like I'm way. I was like, bro, I feel like I'm way better than this. I feel like I, I feel like I got a gift to get to the world. You feel what I'm saying? Like I just like I gotta figure it out. But I don't know how. I, 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 I know how. It was nobody but be God that worked it out. And it was all in His timing. But like I said. Like the next day, I got the phone call. Like, hey, look, so not a phone call. Do this. this is what the fourth phone call now. Yeah, this is the fourth phone call. It's CJ. So when your when your phone rings, how you feeling in that moment? Like you, you know your it's phone. It's CJ ringing. though. I I normally talk to CJ. You feel me? Like okay. I normally talk to CJ. I normally talk to CJ. Conversation. So I'm thinking like it's nothing. You feel what I'm saying? So shit, like you know, like CJ called me and CJ go like, yeah. So look. Pack your bags up. You finna go do this run. You feel what I'm saying? Like we gonna be we gonna be thugging it out though. So you gotta be ready. I'm like, all right, then cool. I didn't really know what thugging it out meant, but we really we we really thugged it. We really thugged it out. Me and CJ did a thirty plus city tour, and we drove rental cars behind the tour bus. Like Wayne had a tour bus. You feel me? He had his bus in the studio bus. Me and CJ went on the bus. We don't ride the bus. You feel me? So we got down, rental car. We flew to Florida. That was our first stop, Tampa, Florida. We that was our first stop. My first show with Wayne in the club. I'm nervous as shit. But you've been doing this for quite some time. You've been putting in work. I have, but we talking about you just see our double A buddy. Yeah. We talking about now, this shit serious. Like, the whole time, see, let me tell you, I put the pressure on myself because you know what the pressure was? The pressure wasn't to impress Wayne. The pressure wasn't to impress Ted. The pressure wasn't to impress nobody else but myself. And you know, my biggest fear was failing and going back to Jack. Where I come from, that's what we got a lot of. No offense to them, but that's our story. Because we we lack direction, you feel what I'm saying? We've lacked direction, bro. I've understood that since I've been in this game, bro. You feel me? I learned so much stuff outside of that. And the thing about it is, that's stuff that I could have never learned back at home, bro. You feel what I'm saying? And that's just how it is. It's a mind frame thing, man. You, it, bro, I, I keep saying this: if you change your mental, you change your outcome. Absolutely. So back home, I just knew it wasn't the place for me to grow. Like you really outgrow places. You outgrow people. You outgrow everything. You feel what same, I'm saying? Like the same restaurants, the same clubs. You dig? Like it everything. moved like that. So that's why I just knew what it was for me and what it was like. I right, look. I know what I got. I know what I need to do. I know. Like I don't know how to get it done, but shit, I know all I got to do is work. And, so you did in Florida. Keep September, it prayed right? up. 
So we Tampa, go fly to Tampa. First show, Tampa. So you went Tampa. Did the club with my man's H Dot. Shout out to my boy H Dot. You went Tampa. What happens when you guys hit the stage? So you hit the stage first. I hit the stage first to do a DJ set. Now, first of all, this is my first time in Florida, my country. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> first of all, let me give a little break. Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Shout out to my cousin right here. I uh, I, I am Gaddis. I am Gaddis. Today is his birthday. Shout out to my cousin. My cousin moved to happy too. birthday, cousin. You feel me? Sue Solo still in here with me, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, so, yeah, we in Tampa. I'll, I'll go around, find me some food. i really be a tourist real fast. This is my first time in my country ass in in Florida though DJ and I didn't been to, I didn't been to Louisiana I didn't been to Texas I ain't never even been to Miami the first the farthest I didn't been to Florida is really Panama when I went to spring break you feel gotcha. me so I don't know what the fuck going on you feel me I'm really <laughs> in this motherfucker like goddamn so shit we get in that motherfucker all I know is I know a lot of artists from Florida. So let me get in there and get, do a Florida set. So I'm rocking. I look over, Wayne rocking. Shit, I'm like, oh, this is a good night. We kill the show. So we just built the show, bone. Before you kill the show, do you guys have a conversation? No. Nope. The stage. There's no conversation. There's. I no worked. For, I did like fucking five, six shows and hadn't even talked to Wayne yet. Okay. So this is no so acknowledgement. You literally coming in, setting up. Doing your thing, are you getting the playlist or whatever? So pretty much your communic all your communication is with with Taz and it's them. Do some, yeah, it's it, all the communication through somebody. So basically, what we were doing, I get to the city to do sound check, boom, boom. We already had the set because we already we were doing the same songs, and it got to a point to where when me and him finally started talking, to where I was suggesting like, yo, let's change some songs up. You feel what I'm saying? But let's do this song. Let's do this song. You feel what I'm saying? Like you, go to Taz. You putting the work. You feeling the vibes? We the built crowd. a relationship. We had to build a relationship. You feel me? Absolutely. But so he, do the, he, do the he, he built it in his own way, though. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, so you, you do the show, you kill the show, you guys move on. Yeah. You do a couple cities, the same kind of the same format for the yeah. most part. When is we did that for like three months? Huh? We do that. We do we do that club run for like two three months. Okay. When is the first conversation when Wayne happened? What is that first? It was like a club conversation in passing. Okay. Yeah, it was like a club conversation in passing. I worked probably like the whole year without talking about it. Wow. Yeah, I worked like wow. the whole year without talking about it. But the, like, chemistry, no but the chemistry on stage is all the way there. Because I'm a god. My brother, take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the end of the I day, just I can't, even, I can't even keep giving everybody there. Like, I'm, I'm really like... I think God blessed me with a talent to, to 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 be able to read certain things, and that's why I execute how I execute. And when I DJ and stuff like that, you feel what I'm saying? I I got a different eye for certain shit. You feel what I'm saying? So when it came to me DJing for Wayne, I was there. I I, I knew the show wasn't my show. I knew it was his show, so I knew I had to go in and compliment him. But I wanted to also be able to compliment him in ways that still made him feel lively. It still made him feel like shit. Somebody got my back. That's all that matters to me. You feel what I'm saying? So just to be for real, like when I encountered that, I was like, man, you know, when I first started one, people were like, bro, what are you like talking to him? I'm like, I ain't talking to bro. They're like, what you mean you ain't talking to him? But I ain't I ain't that man friend. I worked right. for bro. 
I'm there, yeah, goddamn. I'm showing up. I'm doing my thing. I'm there, showing up, doing my job, mm -hmm. going on about my business. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like how the band members do. Like how the band yeah, members do. it was just people. like that. The relationship came after that. Once, once the relationship came after that. Like I said, this was the club room. I was. So I got sent home. home. So you do the huh? I got after sent the, home. I got sent like, back to Jackson. After the club room. After the club room, I got sent right. back to Jackson. Yeah, I got sent back home. Like we appreciate your time up, boom. But bro, still doing shows though. <laughs> bro is still doing shows, bro. Bro, it, bro, bro, bro. I, look, I ain't do nothing wrong. The club run was just over, so it was a transition. You feel right. me? It was a transition from um, he was going from the clubs to the arenas, doing like the radio show run. You feel what I'm saying? So radio show. So All right, so club run, I did that. Boom, that was old. With radio show run, now it's back to work. Now it's back to business. Now right. it's time to bring right back there, in his original DJ. You know what I mean? I'm going to stop you right there. So we're going to stop right there. You said, because we got like a minute and 45 seconds before this thing like knocks us out. So right. the club run is done. And then I'm going I'm to hang, like, hang this up. I'm going to bring it right back on. Everybody tune right back in. I don't know this Instagram pushes you out after an hour. So I'm going to hang yeah. up and come right back. All right? I'm going to continue. All right, bet.